Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-host, Glenn Martin. And you'll notice that the list stops there because DK is not with us tonight. He's got some business to attend to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, unfortunately, he could not make it. But we are here the yep. day after Thanksgiving uh, and uh, ready to talk about this Baldwin Ravens Chargers game. Glenn, mm-hmm. how are you doing this lovely evening? Doing well. Black Friday wasn't like the... Yeah, did you make it through? It wasn't the scary thing that you always envisioned. It wasn't too bad. I will say I got myself or my son one of those puffer coats with a hood. Mm-hmm. 20 bucks. Nice. You know what I mean? 20 bucks, bro. So, uh, yeah, it's been a good day. Got to watch some football. Well, actually listen to some football, I should say. I didn't get to watch, but I got to listen to the game on the radio. And, there you go. Uh, yeah, so it's a good day. Excited about this weekend. Sunday night football is my favorite presentation of football just overall yeah, I, yeah, they do a great job I, i'm not a fan of sitting around all day waiting for the game that i will say so i like one o'clock games for that reason but best presentation better than monday night better than thursday night better than them yeah. all sunday night football it's just a, a shame it's not in the bank yeah. but you know sunday night nonetheless yeah couldn't agree with you more i'm uh, really looking forward to this game i think it's gonna be a lot of fun I think the team will be excited to get some nice weather, most likely out in LA, mm-hmm. um, have some fun out there for, for a nice weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I was going to tell you fun fact, you know how much Amazon paid for this game tonight to, for, to air this oh, Friday game. How much dude? hundred million dollars for one game. You know why and- it was all strategic. I was reading about this. You know why was it get people out of stores, dude, get them home, get them home. And you inundate them with, with, with Amazon ads. Amazon doesn't want brick and mortar sales, right? Like, why go out to the store? You could just order from home and watch a football game. Yeah, well, I'm sure a lot of people chose to do that as well. And yeah, Yeah. it doesn't surprise me, no doubt. But man, yeah, how the world has changed. No, yeah, no kidding. No, no lines, no tent city hanging out at the outside of a department store waiting for them to open. PlayStation Two. Yeah, 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 it's a new day, but Mm. um. But yeah, man, it's a it's an important game. Obviously, AFC matchup is super important, and AFC North, although have been recently struck with some quarterback injuries, is still very tight race, and the Ravens can't afford to lose AFC games. Period. So I'm excited to get into this one, Jimbo. It's a talented team, but a team that is in a bit of trouble right now. I'm sure you've seen their head coach coming under mm-hmm. more scrutiny after you know ha- having some some more you know disappointing results on the field and uh they're, they're at a pivotal point in their season right now and i'm hoping <laughs> that we just we just we just put them put their season right to rest with this. yeah you know they're like it's the the you catch the fish on the hook you know it's the final it's like squirming it's last just sink the hook dude Set yeah it. That's get right. him on the pier i was thinking of something much more violent but oh geez. you know come on man come on you want to know something uh, really really uh actually i don't know peter might not be happy about this when I was a kid, oh, we used to go down to the creek like a kid, right? A kid, all oh, right? Oh, dude, don't. Am I getting myself in trouble here? Don't. I'm going to say it anyway. I was a kid. What are you going to do about it? Dude, waterproof firecrackers? No. We catch the fish and shove it in its mouth and throw the fish back in the water and boom! Are you Sid from Toy Story? Dude. What is going on here, dude? It was, we only did it like, we had like a weekend where we went crazy on the fish. But, oh, uh, man. You know, we were on a bender, dude. We were on a, a water <laughs> waterproof firecracker bender, bro. Anyway, <laughs> it was a good time. Some Let's of the see best here. Memories. Shout out to Tyler. He says, Unk, when I say the bank was loud, it was so effing loud. Been to lots of games. This was easily mm. the loudest. Also, B. Steve Island is surrounded by deep waters. Yes, Brandon Stevens is on an island, and he ain't scared of it. Nope. Like a lot of these other cats are. Put him on the island. Mm-hmm. He, he relishes the occasion mm-hmm. uh, to be challenged. But, yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, Tyler said it. His father, my, my brother, his father said it. That, that place was absolutely insane. And you love to see it. You love mm-hmm. to see the hometown team represent and – you know, the fans let them know, you know? Yeah. And make a difference and be, that's, I mean, it's so cool to be able to participate in the game one way or another mm-hmm. as a fan. So yeah, I agree with Tyler on this one. That's awesome. And <clears throat> obviously I agree with uh, his point about Brandon Stevens. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Love everything about this kid. Uh, but I think the best thing to do in regards to this game is start, start with health, right? Got to talk about mm-hmm. injuries. 
Um, I mean, we saw another devastating one today for the Dolphins with uh, Jalen Phillips. I think uh, with the I like that guy. That's the guy who had all those uh, concussions. You remember? Yeah, had the concussions, and, and they, they ruled him, him ineligible in college. And he school. went to Miami. Yep. You know, yeah, you go down to Florida, it's the Wild dude. West. Yeah, you know, it's everything's optional. So, yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, he's like, you want to play football? Come on down to Florida. But, dude, and, yeah, he had eight and a half sacks as a rookie, he had a good sophomore no, season, yeah. it was beast mode this year. It's a, it's a shame for yeah, him. Yeah, got a running mate, of course, um, mm -hmm. with uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb and, yep. Yeah, man, tough one, tough one. So, you know, we'll hope for the best for him. But luckily for him, I think the old injuries will mentally help his bounce back you know yeah yeah for sure yeah he's certainly equipped equipped to handle that but um all right let's get <laughs> into the ravens list has gotten long yep. again glenn we had some weeks yeah but you know what i don't think it's as grim as it is the yeah. list is long you know That's fair. Uh, so let's get into some of the ones that are obvious mark andrews not gonna be out there he did not participate and obviously he's out uh, until maybe the Super Bowl if he makes it. Um, that's the only one that I am aware of on this. I mean, Malik Harrison and uh, is not going to participate either. I don't think he's going to play at all. But that's the only one that on this list that I know of that is a for sure. Oh, and Trenton Simpson. I guess I didn't count him because he doesn't do a ton on, yeah. on regular defense. But he, they're the only ones that I think are definite outs. That's not that bad, right? No, I mean, you're right, but Marlon ain't playing. You don't think so? Yeah, yeah. I don't, like you said, I agree with you, and I don't always agree with you about this stuff, but I don't want him to play this game because I think there's a larger issue there. Yeah, you're just worried about that Achilles, ain't yeah, you? That is a time. Like, how many snaps we got left? You know what yeah, I mean? Before, yeah, yeah. Forget yeah. about it. Right? So, um, I don't know. What's your take on Ronnie? Because he participated in full and said on Thursday, actually he might have said it today, that he expects to play this Sunday despite not getting a session in on Friday. Look, 60% of Ronnie, if he's willing to go, is better than 60% of the left tackles in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so I want him out there. I'd love that, right? Because then uh, McCarry moves back to that six-man role. Yeah, I mean, that just makes it go. So I'd love to have Ronnie back, even not at his absolute best. Now, one other thing to note here, Glenn, mm -hmm. Mark is out. Charlie Kohler has been missing as well. Illness, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, he had... He's the reps, you know. Yeah, he didn't practice today. Yeah. And so is the illness still plaguing him? Could be. Or this could, this could be more of the reason why we saw the addition to the practice squad yeah. for a tight end. Maybe... Maybe he they don't think he might he might not be able to go this week, which would be not a good, you know, that'd be that'd be a tough one for the Ravens. Tight end room for sure. Mm -hmm. Um that that would be that would be a tough one. Uh we'll we'll be interested to we'll, I'll be interested to see what happens there. I've said it once, I'll say it again. Illness should not keep you out of a game. No. Unless yeah. it's you're like you're in the hospital illness. Yeah. Just take some take the good stuff, dude, and get out That's there. Right. That's right. You know, I'm not saying for injuries, but for illness. That's right. Yeah. You know, anyway. So, um, all right. Well, you have the right. flu game, dude, like Jordan go down in history. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, think about mm -hmm. how much. Think of the moment. Yeah. Well, and think about, I mean, how. Yeah. Anyway, it's not very hard to prop yourself up medically, like medicinally, I guess mm -hmm. you should say, like if mm -hmm. you're on, mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you got a sickness, at least in my opinion. But um, now, Odell Beckham participate in full today he says yeah. he, himself he's a game time decision what nah, do you think he's playing he's, he's playing, playing for sure because he knows what this moment is i'm excited to talk about this because mm -hmm. he knows what this moment is i think more than any other wide receiver i think this is his opportunity to say to people this is why you brought me here his get up on the scores table Dwayne wade mm -hmm. you know type scenario where look mark andrews is out the chips are on the you know the, the chips are on the table uh, everyone, I believe, and I'm going to talk about this, is a little nervous offensively to see how this works without Mark Andrews. I, 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 I not that they're not confident, but a little nervous. It's unsure. Yeah. Now it's an opportunity. Think about it, right? Like you got a a a team of sled dogs, right? And you lose the leader. I mean, Mark mm -hmm. is the lead sled dog when it comes to the pass catchers. Like, let's be honest. When it comes to pass catchers, I mean, yeah. Lamar is certainly the leader. Certainly, Lamar, but Lamar's the musher, dude. Yeah. There. You go. You know, you he's saying, right, left. He's the, one, he's the one steering it. I got yeah, you. Yeah, okay. that's right. But, like, you lose your lead, then it's like, okay, let's yeah. figure out who we're putting up front. And I think this is an awesome opportunity 
for Odell Beckham Jr. So I think he's out there. I I think he understands the profoundness of this, this, uh, this moment for sure. Yeah, and Rashad Bateman had a bit of a scare Wednesday, left practice early with the foot, but good news is bounce back, full participant in back-to-back days. Looks like he's on track. But let's hope it doesn't slow him down because he's been looking excellent, right? And he said said it was just precautionary. He said all the right things, and the practice report reflects what he said to be true. Zay Flowers also missed some practice Thursday, back out there Friday, says he's definitely playing this week. So as bad as it looks as far as the length, it doesn't look like you know these guys are are going to miss at least any of the key contributors outside of Marlon Humphrey and possibly Ronnie Stanley. But Ronnie himself said he expects to play. And then you look down mm-hmm. at, Ke- or at the uh, the Chargers here. Keenan Allen's uh, certainly an important name, but he's going to play, no doubt yeah. about it. He got in a practice session today. Uh, the guys on here that really were of concern, yeah, they're all going to play. They're all going to play. Slater, their talented left tackle one of the very best he's going to play. Obviously, Justin Herbert has no issues. He's going to be out there. Gerald Everett's the one I think that had some question, but if you're getting all that practice in in a week, I got to expect him playing. And the same goes with Donald Parnum. They're both their tight ends look like they're going to suit up. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. And uh, obviously it's not like I want a team full of, you know, I, I want guys to be injured, but there is a certain like, Oh dang, they look a lot healthier than us. Type feel to it, you know what I mean? Which is not an excuse, yeah. and I'm I'm not scared. Like bring it, you know. But uh, it is something to to consider in, in this match. War of attrition, man. Yeah, it is absolutely that. Uh, so that's what we look like going in. Um, all right, let's get in these matchups now, Glenn. I'm excited to talk about this because mm-hmm. we've said it. I mean, we've said this a lot of times on the show. They're in the AFC, so we know them, but they are across the country playing, of course, in different time zones. So, uh, you know, getting to know them a little a little bit more is, is is important here in comparison to those that are in our division who we know well. Yeah. Right? Now, we've played in recent years, we've played the Chargers a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like since Lamar's been here, we've just, we've played the Chargers and the Dolphins a lot. Uh, it just kind of has worked out Maybe that Maybe that's way. lined up, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about this uh, mm-hmm. Chargers defense, who's got like you said, Glenn, names on names on names, and then uh, and then the Ravens offense. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, so talk to me about now. One thing I do want to mention though, really quickly, Bosa went out last week, right? Wasn't that just last week he went out with a season-ending injury? Yep. So that's a huge name for them, but they still got plenty of names over there. Yeah, they do. It's it's one of the weirder things because it's like. <laughs> Every year, they seemingly add another big name, and yet it just never seems to mesh well. And it's another classic case. You bring in a guy known for whatever, you know, known for his offense, known for his defense. In this case, Staley, known for his defense, and yet has consistently had an underperforming defense in his tenure. And he continues to to hold on to the play-calling duties. He, he refuses to relinquish those, despite the many questions he gets from the, from the L.A. media asking why that is. And he actually... He gets a little snippy when he's going to ask that at this point. But opposing offenses have scored, uh, let's see, they're 23rd in points. They give up 23.8 points per game. They're 31st in yards. They give up 393 yards per game. They uh, Let's see, they're 7th and 3rd down. So that's that's pretty good. They're top 10 there. They, they allow uh, opponents to convert 3rd down to 35.6% rate. Uh, let's see. On the ground, they uh, opponents rush for 102 yards per game, which is 12th in the league. And then passing passing yards per game, they're 32nd, Jimbo. Dead last in passing yards, giving up 291.6 a game. So despite the fact that they got some names, I mean, they, they got a, a young Asante Samuel Jr. They got a lot of juniors on your team, on their team. I was diving into Derwin James Jr. Obviously they're all pro stud mm-hmm. safety. Asante Samuel, their former first round pick and son of, I mean, one of the greats in Asante Samuel. They got junior there. They got Kenneth Murray Jr. Who was the guy in discussion, right? When mm-hmm. Pat Queen was being taken, yep. it, it, he was in that mix. And then offense, they got Parnum Jr. So they got a lot of juniors out there, but they got names. Khalil Mack is leading the way defensively in their front seven. Uh, but it, it's just strange when you look at just the, their lack of – they just don't play well together. Like there's there's always somebody yeah. breaking down. There's coverage. There's blown coverages. And yet 
you look around, you go, how is this talent not producing better than dead last in pass yards, you know, defense? Yeah, just in general, I mean, I think that what you just mentioned is the Chargers as a whole. It's not even just a defensive problem. Yeah. Like you look at the names. I I firmly believe that if you took the the names away from it and you just put roster on roster, like how are they not the best team in the AFC West? You know what yeah, I mean? If you just break down the roster and you remove the, you know, you made all the teams a mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Mahomes and a and a Kabul of guys, right? Outside of Kelsey, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, anyway, so absolutely a team that's underperforming. And like you said, not the best at playing as a team instead of individuals, right? Right, right. Yep. And uh, I think that that's going to be an opportunity for this Ravens offense. I mean, and it was interesting. It even was reflected in the stats you're mentioning. Some things, they're really good. Other things, they're just so bad. Yep. It's just odd to me. Like, I feel like every defense has its strengths and weaknesses, but generally, maybe it's because I'm used to looking at our defense, who I, you know, is obviously a very good defense. But even overall, I don't know of anything, any category where our defense is just basement of the league dead last you know what i'm saying like it's just a weird thing uh Mm -hmm. that we're up against but i mean look you guys know about this ravens offense and this is really what i want to talk about glenn what we're going to see i already kind of mentioned what we're going to see this week coming up in comparison Mm -hmm. to last week i don't want to over i don't be over dramatic or hyperbolic about the idea that you know mark's not going to be that how much is going to change our offense is still going to look like it's looked but i believe this is going to be significant i'll go on record saying this glenn the way the Ravens react to this, respond offensively, and are able to pivot uh, will make or break our run. I firmly believe that. If, if the Ravens can't get through the fact that Mark is not there, that Lamar's you know uh, security blanket is not there, and find a way to continue to produce and match that in, in, in a number of guys, obviously not just one guy, but if they can't psychologically get over that, if Lamar can't psychologically get over that as an offense, we're going to have some serious problems and I think it, it it could have profound effects on us in the playoffs. So uh, I'm really interested to see how this offense does without Mark. Are there some things that, so in my mind, I'm concerned about a few things. I'm, I'm not overly concerned, but I think about like third downs. I was, I also think about like Lamar's plays that make him so special. I, they always seem to go to Mark. You're not always. But yeah. like a lot, right? But like when Mark, when the play breaks down and Lamar's doing his thing, mm-hmm. Mark just, they know how to read each other, right? Even though I think it's funny. I swear all Mark does is just break up the field. Like it's it's no magic. Mm-hmm. I swear, dude, 80% of the time he's just like, well, I'm just going vertical. Chuck it. You type thing, right? But um, they, they, they have this relationship. So how do the Ravens bounce back from that? How do they, you know, um, coalesce as an offense with, with this big, you know, space gone right so like how do you envision Mm -hmm. this working yeah i mean it's going to be obviously a team effort but i think uh obj is going to be a big you talked about the importance Mm -hmm. of him stepping up if the there's no question the ravens like to attack the middle of the field and typically mark andrews is roaming the middle of the field with him out yeah, likely he's going to have to be, pick up some of the slack and, and he'll run some of the same stuff that, that Andrews does. But also, OBJ, I love moving him inside the hash marks. The, let's let these young guys like Bateman, who just puts... I mean, if you look at his separation numbers, he, he is separating at the elite of elite levels. I'm talking the best of the very best is what he's doing as far as separation. Put him on the outside. The same can be said, obviously, with Zay Flowers. I mean, this guy's an absolute separation waiting to happen so let those guys be on the outside and let's and let's let obj roam the inside the hashes and 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 absorb some of that role that mark andrews is leaving behind i think that's a that will be that's why he's here that's why he's making all that money it's more it's more than just what's in this in the numbers it's it's the versatility he brings it's the fact that he can do multiple different things and you know he's savvy enough to take advantage of uh, of certain holes in the in the zone and all that stuff so, yeah, OBJ, obviously Isaiah Likely, Charlie Kohler, when we get down the red zone, I think they're going to ask him it when he's healthy and not dealing with an illness. I think he'll be a participant in the red zone for sure. But, yeah, it's a team effort, man. I mean, I, I'm waiting for Bateman. I, I caught him as my breakout mm-hmm. player last week. He he did have the touchdown but didn't have a ton of volume. Mm-hmm. But watch for Bateman. It's like he's playing so well, but it's getting overshadowed because he's not getting a ton of numbers. But he is separating, he's getting open, and he's not letting anything get through his hands. Yeah. 
No, I, I like that. And, you know, you, you stole my thunder a little bit, Glenn, but that's okay. That's okay because we're a team, right? That's what we do. Um, you I thought you were just teeing me up. That's right. I was going to say, it was just a setup is what it is, mm -hmm. the volley, you know? That's it. That's it. Uh, because I couldn't agree with you more. I think, like I said, the magnitude of this moment is everything. And I think that uh, OBJ is the guy to step up and, and corral this unit and say, hey, we can do this thing together. We got the guys here in house to get it done. And look, that's bringing along Kohler. That's bringing along Isaiah. That's making them feel like they belong and, and making them feel comfortable in their role. But leaders lead from the front. And so my belief is that OBJ will be my break. Well, I'm choosing him as my breakout player of the game. I think he, he, you know, he obviously last game had a game. I think he's just, mm -hmm. you know, he's getting the itch, right? He's, he's starting to feel a little bit. It's getting later in the season. This is what we brought him here for. And so I think that this will be a, a, a moment for Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I, I, I agree. I think that that's how we, that's how we do it. Now, the other thing outside of my breakout player of the game and, and, you know, offensively, what do you expect from the tight end room? We'll say Kohler goes, right? Okay. Um, do you think that between Kohler and Isaiah likely they will equal the amount of targets that Mark would traditionally get in a game? Or you think still that number has a precipitous drop to it? I think it's possible, but <laughs> I think that depends on their success early on. If, if, if you see likely, take advantage of a few early targets, then yeah. yeah, we could, we could see very much. So their combination being close to what he gets target wise. But if he, if he drops a couple, like we saw early in his career, when given the opportunity, then I, I think those targets dry up in the second half. I think it's natural. Let's say if Mark gets eight targets, you know, seven targets a game, maybe the tight end group now is down to six a game or, or maybe five a game. And then OBJ and Bateman absorb, and hopefully, to some degree, Zay Flowers absorbs some of the uh, the uh, the target share because it's just it's a big void. But my my whole thing is: Do you eleven sacks? Uh, Khalil Max got eleven sacks so far. He loses his running mate with Bosa, but he's still a heck of a player in itself. In himself, do you get concerned when you see what what big time pass rushers have done to our offensive line? I look at Miles Garrett and what yeah. he was able to do. He pretty much wrecked the game by himself. Mm -hmm. And if Ronnie's not able to go, let's say they err on the side of caution with Ronnie, and it is Patrick McCarry back out there, do you uh, start to get concerned that a game-wrecking pass rusher could start to make this look like a Browns game that we lost at the last second? Uh, I, I can see your point. The only thing I would say to counter that would be the Browns' defense as a whole is just better, right? So, like... What makes a pass rush good is is a good secondary, right? Like, not that the we've talked about the Chargers have names, but look mm -hmm. at the things that what makes a good pass rush good? Well, stopping the run. Put him in third and long. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? The Chargers, ugh, right? So um, I, I think that I'm not as worried about an individual taking over. And then still, I mean, Miles Garrett might be in a category of his own at this point, right? Like He's, he's just amazing, dude. Yeah. It's it's He's so good. Insane, right? <laughs> He's so good. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's not fair. I'm sure there'll be a rule made one day, you know, in order to because he has some sort of unfair advantage, right? Like, yeah, they'll probably find something. They'll find yeah. something. But so <laughs> eleven sacks, not bugging you? Nah, not worried about it. I'm not worried okay. about it. Um, okay. not yeah. like it would be some other guys. Just because I think that you got to have running mates. Yeah, in the whole defensive unit, and I don't believe in their their unit. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah. But I mean, I, I just kind of want to wrap up this point with this. Uh, uh, why don't I hear you anymore? You can't hear me. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Hear oh, there you. we go. Now I got you. Okay. Oh, sorry. I just want to kind of wrap up this point. Uh, my, my, my point with this question to you. Our offense has had moments where they're really humming. Right. Do you believe we can still get to the same heights without Mark? Hmm. That's a good question. I, and I, it could look totally I different. I like to think so. Right? Yeah. I, I think you're right. It will look different. And that's kind of going into some of our uh, our over-unders later is because I do think it will be a bit of a, a new look to the offense in that it will have to involve some more of the outside guys as well as those replacements. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's possible. I mean, we haven't really seen the integration of Bateman fully back into this yeah. offense yeah, he had a touchdown, but he had two targets, caught both of them. And a lot of times that's what we're seeing, two targets. one to 
So maybe this just opens up an opportunity for other guys to take advantage of. And I hope, I hope they make the most of it. Uh, and so for me, it, it's pretty simple. I mean, there's a couple names I think can wreck this game. And those two names that I think could wreck it are, are Derwin James and Khalil Mack. And I'm going to just single out Khalil Mack. And to me, the, the key to the game is you just can't let him blow the game up. Because typically his sacks come in bunches. He'll have games where he has three sacks. And then he'll have a couple where he doesn't do anything. And then he'll have four sacks in the next game. And just don't let this be one of those games that Khalil Mack has three or four sacks. Because we know how it is. A turnover can totally shake the confidence of this offense. Let's call it what it is. If they have a a, a, a bad throw because it's, he's forcing a, a, you know, a hurried throw or an off-platform throw, and all of a sudden that ball is going the other way for a pick six from Derwin James, we, the whole script changes and the momentum shifts and – it makes me nervous. So just don't let Khalil Mack blow this freaking game up, and I think you'll be in good shape. My breakout player is Rashad Bateman. I've been mm. saying it. I'm going to keep saying it because he's this close. He is separating at such an elite level, and now the targets are going to be coming with Mark out. So Rashad Bateman, my breakout player, and don't let it. Khalil blow up the game. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, and and I'll tell you what, my, my offensive key to the game, I talked about my – my player, but my, my offensive key to the game is really keep, keep it simple, stupid, right? So, like, what I mean by that is, like, let's not get crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's not throw away the whole – let's not throw away the baby with the bathwater because Mark is out, right? Yeah. Like, this vacuum seal has been opened, but let's quickly reconfigure and and shut it, right? Like, uh, so, yeah, my, my thing is just keep it simple. Like, Munkin, don't get in your head. Ravens players, don't get in your head. Like, we can figure this out. We have the guys, but let's not get crazy. Glenn will say that every once in a while to me. If I'm about to give some some take, fire right? it up after a loss. That's right. Yeah, if I'm fine, exactly right. But uh, yeah, let's not get crazy here, and yeah. uh, let's just stay the course because it's a long season, and and we got postseason out in front of us. So let's let's figure this thing out. But let's let's not get all like I don't want us to feel like we got to do it with trick plays and goofy stuff and double reverses and. No, yeah. like we can yeah. just line up and play ball. We got the guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like that. I like that. And and let's see here. Don C, uh, he kind of uh, he he wants to see an improvement in one part of the offense. Yeah. He says, "Hope Thanksgiving was great, and I certainly hope the same for you, Don, <clears throat> the legend always. that is Don C. Uh, mm-hmm. Why can the Ravens not figure out the art of the screen? We look like a JV squad in the screen game. Well, I will say we this. almost we had one with good. the same play. Yeah, look pretty good with Zay, dude. Look pretty good other than that worst crazy penalty call. call in my life. I mean, but part of it, I think, is and it could be that they don't they don't dedicate enough time to it. But I think part of it is they've been drafting linemen to play a power scheme for the last how many years under Greg Roman, and I think they just haven't drafted linemen that are really good at getting out there outside of Linderbaum, of course, because he can do pretty much everything. But Linderbaum and Ronnie, when healthy, can can do those things. But with a bum leg, you know, I don't I don't know how much he's getting out there and moving. So I think it's just a combination of who they've been drafting and and probably just lack of commitment to it. But yeah, I'd like to see. But like Jimmy said, Zay had a sixty yard touchdown wiped off the board. So or maybe even more than that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a. I mean, this whole thing would look so different from a screen game perspective. So Don, I tell you what, to your point. I mean, I don't think Monk is going to go away from that. He right. saw it work, and it was a bogus call. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, he might be reading your mind, Don. We know he watches the show, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Feel free to put a, uh, a chat in there, Monk. Let us know what's going on. Yeah, now let's get into let's get into our, our, our defense versus their offense. Because you talk about names. I mean, the names are galore on the offensive side of the ball. Now, of course, like every year and every team, they have some of those names sitting on the sideline. Mike Williams hasn't been out there for quite some time. They're talented wide receiver, but they still got guys out there, and they they have gotten healthier since the early part of the season. So, offensively, they their rankings are they are eighth in the league in points per game. They average just a shade under twenty six points per game. Yards, they're 11th, 354 yards per game. Uh, third down percentage, they're ninth, so top 10. They convert third downs 43% of the time. 
Now, here's where uh, things start to get a little bit slower offensively. Rushing yards per game, they're 18th. They average 105 yards per game on the ground. Uh, let's see. Off, uh, passing yards, they're, they're ninth, 248 through the air. The big thing with them is they just always seem to come up just short in key moments. Last week, they had a perfect opportunity to win the game with their talented First-round pick, Quentin Johnston, running down the right sideline for what would have been a 70-yard game-winning touchdown. It hit some dead in his hands. Oof. Right through his hands. Keenan Allen, their talented pass catcher, right over the middle in the end zone. Goes like this to catch it. Oof. Right off his chest. They just always seem to come up short, Jimbo, in every big Moment. How can that be that an organization over the years, different players, different coaches, mm -hmm. how does it that just the stink stays with an organization and they can't shake it? That that one I don't understand. I don't. It's crazy. Uh, Even when Schottenheimer was there, they were always good. Yeah. Philip Rivers, always good. Came up short. Yeah, that one I that one perplexes me, right? Because you know, the the Browns have always been bad in other ways, right? They've just been horrendous, right? Any talent. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, it's not, it's hard when it's not a lack of talent thing. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Because, I mean, just look at their stable of quarterbacks they've had wide receivers and, Dude. you know, tight ends. Yeah. Gates and, uh, uh, I mean, it seems like they've had a Ladanian and, I mean, my <laughs> goodness. But, yeah. I'm pretty sure that Antonio Gates has more touchdowns and yards than all of our wide receivers in franchise history combined. <laughs> no, I'm being a, I'm, I'm being a bit sarcastic, but, um yeah i mean you're right they've had weapons it is an odd thing uh but you know their their offense is funny to me because it just resembles their defense they're just jekyll and hyde is that how that goes yeah 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 exactly so i mean everyone look i just want to shout out to my family i love them very much yesterday i found myself in a heated argument not heated that's not true heated argument but i found myself in a situation where i was defending lamar jackson it was not that heated like okay relative to me like you know how like i'll get heated like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it was not like that it wasn't like basketball heated it wasn't anywhere near that but it was you know i had to find myself standing up for lamar jackson mm -hmm. right haters were around yeah and uh, you know all these people want to talk about all these other guys mm -hmm. uh, you could take justin herbert go mm -hmm. ahead what has he done that's right you uh, have him yeah i mean so like for me um their offense is just yeah, they're hit and miss, and and Justin Herbert looks good, but look, you got to do it in the big moments, man. This is this is mm -hmm. Sunday night football, prime time. Mm -hmm. Like you got to you know you got to play a full game. So my only point was that was that I love Lamar Jackson as a football player. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it I hard when people come at him and they expect you to agree with them? They're like they're like Huntley's almost as good, right? <laughs> now there was none of that being thrown around, and you're like, oh. I'm leaving. Yeah, no, there was none of that being thrown out, but certainly I've, I've come full circle on this. I don't even remember what I said about this last year totally, but I believe because uh, there was accusations that Lamar sat out on purpose last year in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And I firmly believe that as competitive as I am about everything in my life that can be competed upon, there is zero chance that a human who's in majority of his identity and life and career mm -hmm. is playing football he's not gonna miss out on the chance to play in the playoffs right. if he physically can i have zero belief that that would happen anyway that's my whole diatribe but um mm -hmm. yeah so what i'm trying to say full circle three times around is that uh they got names just like you said glenn but their deep their offense doesn't make me nervous they just don't mm -hmm. maybe they should they're at home it's a long trip out west but yeah i'm not too nervous about it well, Assad, he's liking the primetime game. He says, I'm glad we're getting primetime games late in the season because this can boost Lamar's MVP chances. These receivers get to prove they're worth Sunday night. Yeah, you'll certainly be the talk of the town if they go into L.A. and they put a whooping on the Chargers and Lamar has a big game. There's no doubt that'll likely be the lead story on Get Up Monday morning, and I'm all for that, Jimbo. Yeah. I mean, I love the exposure. I, I, I love it. I, let's just hope that they can – they got to play well, though, right? Like, because yeah. it can go the other way too if they don't play well and things go yeah. south. So, yeah. And, but I also say this, Assad, I I agree with your point. 
But I want this game in primetime to go well for the Ravens. Not necessarily because I'm, I'm excited about Lamar and improving his MVP chances, but because obviously, you know, I want us to, to play well, go deep in the playoffs. Not that you don't either, but That's the really point I'm trying to make is that it's exciting this year that Lamar doesn't have to be heroic every game. And I'm hoping that we can win another, you know, we can beat another team who's most likely going to be battling for some sort of a, you know, they'll have some sort of scenario in which this team loses, this team ties, and this team folds that they'll make it yeah. in the playoffs, right? And it'll come into the fourth quarter. Like, just like you said, I want to put them out of their misery now, but it's exciting to be able to do that without Lamar having to drop, you know, incredible numbers. Yeah, I can see Gus getting two tutties this game, Mitchell <laughs> getting another one. And Lamar coming out of this game with no touchdowns, and I'd be fine with it. Yeah, it would ruin my fantasy week. But look, I don't That's care. True. That's true. Uh, at the at the altar of fantasy, I could give two craps. It would ruin, <laughs> right? Like I literally don't care because, like you said, I would That's much right. rather in my order of of priorities when it comes to Ravens football. Let's just go out there and get it done. And it is That's it right. is refreshing that Lamar doesn't have to do everything. Don't you think? Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean. No doubt about it. I, lo I love the fact that we're so much more versatile as an offense. Uh, but you know what's weird? You talk about versatility as an offense. And oftentimes when we're talking on here, we talk about the connection of Mark and Lamar. And some people yeah, yeah, say yeah. it's too strong. They say spread the ball out more. Uh -huh. They say, why is one guy so obviously the target? And oftentimes we say, who cares? Throw it to your best guy. Yeah. And we always say, well, it's probably the same there. It's probably the same over here with this guy and that guy. Look at Kelsey's target share. Da, da, da. Yeah. Well, it just, you know, no further evidence is needed than looking at the stat sheet for the LA Chargers. Because let me tell you, their second leading target getter, the second leader is Joshua Palmer. He has 39 targets, followed closely by Austin Eckler with 38 targets total in the year. So 39 is second. Jimbo, first on this list. It's Keenan Allen with 113. Oh, my gosh. So, when we talk about target share, okay, look around the league before you start criticizing. Because yeah. 113 targets is what Keenan Allen has gotten compared to 39 for Joshua Palmer in second. Well, I, I think we know who Brandon Stevens is worried about this game. Absolutely. So, guys, just stop Keenan Allen. And then when Keenan Allen isn't getting it, Austin Eckler's getting the ball. So, yeah. either they're handing it to, to Eckler. Or throwing it to him. Or throwing it to Eckler. Or they're throwing it to Keenan Allen. And, and that's just how it is in in, uh, in L.A. When, you when you're playing the Chargers. Now, in the red zone, they like to target their tight ends. I mean, Keenan Allen's still, again, their leader in everything, including red zone targets and touchdowns. But... Parnum Jr. has four touchdowns on the season, and he only has 21 total or 19 total grabs, and four of those grabs are touchdowns. So he's targeted heavily in the in the red zone, as well as Gerald Everett, who again, 21 catches already has two touchdowns. So, but it, I mean, between the 80s, it's all it's it's literally all Eckler and Keenan Allen, Jimbo. Mm. That's it. That, that number is insane. Yeah. Go ahead. That is just absolutely incredible. And it's funny because I feel like the Ravens do a really good job at, I mean, yeah, Mark would get the lion's share, but certainly in comparison to other teams, it's well-documented now. Yeah. We can see that the Ravens do a good job at, at moving the ball around and the Chargers do not. But I'll tell you what, Glenn, <coughs> you're, to your point, and the way they play offensively abodes right into my, my I mean, certainly my uh, defensive key to the game, but also my defensive player. Uh, I, I just want to talk about a defensive key to the game because I think the, the Chargers always find themselves in this situation. The Ravens struggle defensively with double-digit leads mm -hmm. and the fourth quarter. And so my concern is that the Chargers always find a way, just like you said, from Drew Brees mm -hmm. to Phillip Rivers to Justin Herbert, the script does not change. They get down, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, they start storming back. Mm -hmm. Right? And so... My concern is that they'll, we'll get down, they'll get down double digits. We'll get to the fourth quarter. You know, we're doing one of these on the couch and, you know, one eye open watching the game. It's late on a Sunday night. All of a sudden, it's a seven-point ball game. Mm -hmm. And then it's a, you know, it's a, it's a tie ball game, right? So, in this, every, I think that football certainly, and, and the Chargers are the best example of this, it comes in waves. We've got to shut them down in the second half. Uh, and we can't let them storm back. 
And I think that Roquan Smith is going to have an absolute monster of a game. Dang nabbit, Roquan's getting his hands on the ball this game. Between all the action that Eckler gets, he's 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 going to find himself between Eckler and Justin Herbert while Justin Herbert is trying to deliver the football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think uh, Roquan has a 15-plus tackle game. I think he has an interception, uh, and Roquan has himself one heck of a football game. He's my breakout player. But defensively, our key, man, is we've got to shut the door. Yeah. Uh, I uh, had a brief stint coaching my my freshman year of college. And uh, I always, you know, my, I would always tell the team, look, any team can get up, but great mm-hmm. teams shut the door. Right? Like, so we've got to shut the door. And uh, I put it I put it on our defense to get it done. Let's do it. Well, look, we, we like to think this is a pretty good team <laughs> in Baltimore. And yep. if you look at the... This the schedule currently for the Chargers, and you look at when they play good teams and when they play bad teams, their four wins this year are against the Vikings, the Raiders, the Bears, and the Jets. Ugh. That's their four wins. And of course, when they played the Dolphins, they lost. The Cowboys, the Chiefs, they lost. The Lions, they lost. When they play good teams, they lose. When they play bad teams, they they have a shot to win because they also lost to the Titans. So they they lose to bad teams as well. But they almost only beat bad teams. And I don't think the Ravens are a bad team. So whether this game is playing here in Baltimore or all the way on Mars, I, I still pick the Ravens and I expect them to win the game. And I think the way they, they help themselves uh, defensively is they, just like I said, they <laughs> shut down Austin Eckler, they shut down Keenan Allen, and they make Quentin Johnston, who, by the way, they chose to pick before Zay Flowers, one pick before the Ravens you tell them Zay again, Flowers. Glenn? Tell them again. They picked this goofball Quentin Johnson over Zay Flowers. This guy is scared to catch the ball, Jimbo. He's had multiple opportunities because of the injuries around him to make big-time catches, and this guy just he can't do it. He just absolutely can't do it. He doesn't have a dog in him like Zay does. And, yeah, I'm glad they picked him. I'm so glad they picked him because they love those measurables, Jimbo. They love that six-foot-four. Four, three, four, four speed. They loved mm-hmm. it, Jimbo. And they mm-hmm. forgot about the football player. Mm-hmm. And and I and I love it. So yeah, make Quentin Johnston beat you. Make them beat you with their tight ends. Because I look, I trust, like you said, Jimbo, I trust our linebacking core and I and I trust our safeties. And if you're gonna beat us throwing at your tight ends, okay, we'll take that. Because I'm not gonna let Keenan Allen beat me. And it goes right into my player of the week. Brandon Stevens. You're going to be in the pocket. I mean, I want you all over Keenan Allen. All over him. Okay? I don't want this guy breathing. You know mm-hmm. you know how when they pick him up? You know those obnoxious defenders that pick a guy up full court every single play? I want that from Brandon Stevens. And when he comes out of the huddle, I want Brandon Stevens to go greet him and walk him to, to where he's going. Okay? That's what I want. I don't want Keenan Allen to beat us, Jimbo. And if they do that... I think the Ravens will be just fine. No, oh, I love it, Glenn. Love that. That's uh that's awesome. And and uh man, Brandon Stevens. If he can thought, dude. I know. Who would have thought is there any way he doesn't make the Pro Bowl at this point? I mean, who would have thought? I mean, I guess only me. I was the only one in his camp, right? Hit me and him, just me and him hanging out. Dude. Like Yeah, I don't I don't think he'll make it because of the lack of <laughs> numbers and name, but he's certainly deserving. He's still yet to allow a uh, touchdown when he's manned up on a guy yet mm. this year. Mm. Well, yeah. Brandon Stevens, you made it in my book, man. And I tell you what, if he goes out there and puts up a performance against a guy like Keenan Allen, yeah, man. At, at some point it becomes undeniable, right? What does the robot and I robot say? My logic is undeniable. My le- like, right. At some point it's just gotta be undeniable. So yeah. Um, let's By get way, Jimbo. 427 coverage snaps this year for Brandon Stevens without allowing a touchdown. Isn't that awesome? I mean, that's dude by far the highest in the league. 50 ahead of second place. 50. 50. That's not like a couple. Dude, do it. Dude, don't hurt yourself, bro. Don't do it. (laughs) Gotta get the whole arm in there. And it's just crazy because literally the first and only time it's ever happened in the history of our show where when the Ravens draft a guy, we had no idea who he was. No idea. And couldn't even find a scouting report on him. Nope. They had and the it, wrong position. 
Yeah, and it wasn't even like this is a seventh round pick we're talking yeah. about. We're talking about a third rounder, and nobody knew who the hell he was. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. Look at him now, dude. Absolutely. No, shout out to Brandon Steve for the work he's put in, for the confidence he's got in his game. Um, I, I just want to say this. That is the importance of allowing youth players to play all positions. Yep. I hate that a five-year-old sports. Is, yeah, all sports, all positions. I hate that a five-year-old is stuck at one position for his whole daggone life. Because there's so many other translatable skills you can learn from those other other things, right? Like mm -hmm. it's it was so easy. Like instinctually, Brandon understood things so so quicker, and he has skills that other DBs don't have because they've been DBs for life. Yeah, he has point. no fear playing in the box. That's right. No fear making tackles. Oh yeah, you know, yep, trust yep. trust Mike D two eight two forty eight says oh. off topic, but I want to say I like the Eagles. They traded us the draft pick to get Lamar and Jalen. Hurts helped us keep him. Yeah, look, you ain't wrong. I don't mind. I don't mind. Oh, wait a second. Didn't the Eagles just cut a guy too? Barnett, right? Yeah, dude. A lot of people are saying that Ravens <laughs> should reach out to Derek Barnett, who I think is still a good player. He's just had, uh, I mean, a log jam of yeah, top I mean, 10 picks. Yeah, come hang out here. It's like driving on the freeway at 2 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Come on down, dude. Got some In guys. comparison to the Eagles. We got some guys, bro. We're leading the league, all right? We got some guys. In comparison to the Eagles and his position. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, they are just absolutely. Dude, I would love to see him him brought in here. Why not? If he's healthy, let's get him yeah, in here. He's made a, some big plays. Take a ride, plays. dude. 80 miles mm -hmm. south, down 95. Not That's not bad. Yeah. Come on down. Come on and, down. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, Bird Bowl 2023, it could, it could come down to Ravens good. and Eagles. I don't think anyone would be shocked to see that be the. Oh, not at all. The matchup, but Jimbo, I think it's time to get into our over/under competition. Well, Glenn, of course, I got one question for you: Who makes this competition possible? Yeah, absolutely. The one and only Bet US, the OGs in sports betting. When it comes, whether it comes to uh, season-long bets, in-game bets, prop bets, anything you can imagine, you can bet on anything with Bet US, including any sport. And the best part about BetUS is they don't only match. They match 125% of your initial deposit up to $2,500. And all you got to do to get that free money is use promo code 410. And that's it. I mean, and enjoy it. I mean, it's like I love what Jimmy and his wife do when they make things more fun gambling. Right, Jimbo? Yeah, that's right. That's and you right. can do about the same. Uh, mm -hmm. So go check out go check out BetUS. And uh, make the game more exciting. Make the less exciting games more exciting. And the cool, th cool thing is, just like Glenn said, you get free money to do it with. Couple bucks, twenty bucks. Put it in twenty bucks. Right. And they're giving you. Two, they're giving you. What's the math on that? Well, it's one twenty-five percent. So it's forty-five bucks back, right? Hey, yeah, you get forty-five. Take you know it. Take you know it. what I'm saying, dude? Take that money, bro. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Then you just deposit it. You withdraw it, and you, you make for No, I'm kidding. You play it, That's and right. you make more. You double right. it, and then you double it again, and you make more, and then you and then you call me, and then we figure out next steps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when All you right? make too much, then you call us, and you call. Let's figure this thing out, okay? Uh, it's like uh, anyway, one of my favorite TV shows. The wife goes away for the weekend. She gambles for the first time. Comes home with ten thousand dollars, and her husband's all excited, and she's like, you know, she she's like throwing the money. He's laying on the bed. He like wakes her up, or she wakes him up in the middle of the night, and she's like doing this, and he's like ten thousand dollars. And she's like, yeah, and I'm, it's 800 in profit. He's like, hey, you were $9,200 in the hole? Holy smokes. <laughs> look, so when you call me Dude. and you're up, look, before you get $9,200 in the hole. Don't. Don't hit the ATM. Don't do right. it. That's right. Bet responsibly. That's right. Absolutely. But look, we look forward to this every <laughs> week. And I don't have to tell you. You guys know the people's champ is the reigning and defending. Did you win last week? I did. Raining. You did? I think so. Didn't I? No, I, didn't I win last week? No, it came down to. Dude, I don't even remember. I thought I won last week. Hold on. Did we win? Wait, did DK win last week? I think DK won DK, last well, week. Well, it doesn't matter. He's not even here. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, who cares? Who cares? Guy's not here. He's out here running the streets. DK, dude. Who knows, who knows if he can even he... put a full sentence together right now? Yeah, who knows what this guy's up to? Somebody's holding his hair back right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get into it. Uh, I wonder if the banners are loaded. Let's see if we got that lucky. Oh, dude, banners loaded, dude. Nice. DK. All right. 
All right, uh, glad to see your I guess I should skills, dude. Throw this one up. All right, there we go. All right, there it is. Hey, hey all right. Hello. First one is Charlie Kohler target <laughs> share. Now, this one could get a little bit dicey because right now one. it's a bit questionable if he'll even play. But yeah. what do you say, Jimbo? Over under two and a half targets. Yeah, I'm going under. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. if anyone's getting the ball, it's going to be likely. And uh, I think, to be honest, as they kind of work through this transition of Mark not being there, this isn't the game that they go heavy tight end. I think their faith in the tight end room Builds. is going to have to increase incrementally as this, the weeks go on. Yeah, I, I, if this was a one and a half, oh, I'd be real tempted. Because I, I, you know what? I think Charlie's going to get two targets. I think he gets two in this one. And for that reason, I say under. DK agrees under as well. So it's a, a clean sweep when it comes yeah. to these three. All right, let's get into the next one here. Lamar Jackson. Clean transition, Glenn. That was that was smooth. You see how I did that? Uh, Lamar Jackson passing yards per attempt. He sets it at nine for the season. Lamar's at 8.1. What do you think, Jimbo? Yeah, I'm going over on this one. Uh, <coughs> I think this is going to be a relatively high-scoring game uh, and uh, and a really fun offensive game for at least the Ravens. I don't think the, the, the Chargers. So, yeah, I'm going over on this one. Over. All right. I agree. I think over, but partially because I think the, the passing game will get a little deeper with okay. the mark injury. I, I think we we expand the field a little bit further. And so for, for that reason, I think his yards per attempt will go up for the rest of the season, not just for this game. Right. So I say it, over as well. Looks like DK agrees. Now, the only counter to that is it could be they could get the guys the ball, like do some, you want to do some more yak stuff, get, get it to Zay early, get it to, that's true. OBJ early. But I also see your point. As long as they succeed in that yak. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess this number true. goes up. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not like air yards or anything. That's true. The other thing, too, is that our numbers could be skewed highly one way or the other if we run heavy and we have lower attempts, right? So, like. Especially if those shots hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that could definitely happen in this game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because best believe we will see a lot of, of, uh, of Gus Bus 30- and a lot of Keaton Mitchell. Who is it? 35 and 34, 69. You get you got that right. Um, all right, over under Ravens interceptions. Point five <laughs> is where it's currently set at. Uh Jimbo, is is Justin Herbert gonna turn the ball over this? Yes, week? he's gonna turn the ball over. I mean, I already said Roquan's getting one. Yes, Justin Herbert's gonna turn the ball over. Believe you me. My dad yeah. used to say that when he was really mad. And like mm. he wanted you to really know something. He said, Believe you me, I'm about to whoop that when I when we get home. Like, turn you over my knee, boy. Mm-hmm. So believe you me, ladies and gentlemen. As 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 how does it say? As something as the day is long. Yep. Yep. Justin Herbert's turned over to football. Well, look, Justin Herbert, he only has five picks in ten games this year. Yeah, he's turned over football. Well, that's right on average then. That's why he I think that's why DK put it. At point five, but look, it's a good defense. Yeah, that's right. He's playing, and so well, I got I the interceptions think, leader, right? Well, Bland, who just broke the record for pick sixes in a season yesterday, he has he's tied with him, but he has oh, five. Man, fault. Dude, he's got five touchdowns. He has more. Deron Bland has more receiving touchdowns this year than Kyle Pitts has for his entire career. How's that? How's that feel? Kyle Pitts has got to be in the pits, dude. Dude, he's got five pick sixes this year. And I don't know if you saw the one yesterday, Jimbo. It was unbelievable the way nah, he I didn't. And then, oh, by the way, the Jets are so <laughs> jet-like. They were they were down 10-6 this game today. I don't know if you saw the highlights, Jimbo. Mm-mm. They were down 10-6 right before half. Boyle tries a Hail Mary as time's expiring. Javon Holland from the Dolphins. Picks oh, 99 yards, right? And returns that SOB. And not only does he return it all the way as the time has been expired, but he puts a move on Boyle at the five-yard line uh, as he's going in and just, just drops him. Like back on his butt? Dude, so, oh, it's like only the Jets can throw a Hail Mary right before half and somehow it goes back all the way for seven. I mean, Yeah, sounds the like Jets, the Jets to dude. me. Uh, but yeah, I think he gets one. Uh, and for that reason, we say over. All right, Patrick Queen, total tackles. He sets it at eight and a half. He had 11 last week, Jimbo. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I think he's going over. Uh, I think he's going over nine. I think nine is like not a ton for PQ. 
Yeah. I think he gets it done. I'm pretty surprised by your answer. And I think if I'm not mistaken, did I go out on a limb on this one? No, DK said over as well. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I say under, and here's why I say under for one, (coughs) they're not good at running the ball. And I think they'll abandon it. The first chance they can, they get, they'll abandon run the ball. (laughs) The reason he had 11 last game is because he was targeted a lot. Yeah. And they don't target their tight ends until they get to the red zone. So I th- I just think there's not going to be a ton of opportunity. I don't think Pat Queen's going to have a bad game and miss tackles. I just don't think he'll have a, a opportunity to get a lot of tackles. I think we'll see a lot more tackles from our secondary because of how they spread the ball around. Yeah. Uh, so for that reason, I say under. I think he gets. If eight. he tackles, if he tackles Eckler two times a quarter, he's already at eight. Eckler Eckler ain't getting handoffs two times a quarter. I know that he might catch some balls, but. I think they're going to abandon that run game. Jim, yeah. Though. All right. I can see that too. Um, That's fair. But I, I feel good about PQ going over. I mean, you had to be on the, on the fence about that one, right? That wasn't like, I had good. over and I changed it to under. All right, that's fair. All right. What's I wanted the, to win, dude. Yeah. Well, we all do. Yep. Yep. It can only be one of us. Here we go. Jimbo. Let me just make a quick Let's... alteration. Wait a that. second. Are you, what happened, dude? Oh, are you? <laughs> All right, let's go to the first tiebreaker. Uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk total score over under a combined point total of forty eight and a half. Jimbo, will they have more or less than forty eight and a half combined points? Yeah, I'm going over on this one, um, and I feel okay about this. I think the Ravens. And correct my math if it's wrong here, Glenn. But I, I'm saying this game is thirty one twenty. Would they average twenty six as an offense? I think that's what it was. Yeah, and our defense gives up like 17? 26. 26, and we give up 16. 16, okay. So, I mean, somewhere around the middle of that, I think is fair. Um, And so, because they're going to get points at the end, they're going to fight, you know, they're going to start to storm back, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I think 31-20, I think that puts us over. So, I'm going over on this one. All right, I'm going to say under. I think it's just like a 24-16 Tight game if is my guess. So I think it's relatively lower scoring uh, when it comes to the AFC this year. But, look, it's a good defense, and the Ravens are traveling. I think they run the ball. Get out of there. Get out of Dodge with a win. And for that reason, I say under. Let's like, see. get out of – but win and, yeah. and, and leave L.A. immediately. Let's not stay and hang out and get in trouble. No, get out of there. Yeah. And then our final tiebreaker, our closest to the pin – portion of this tiebreaker and look dk is not here to defend himself are we proud so, of what we've done yes not, not entirely but yes okay actually yeah, i am <laughs> uh just to give you context dk's closest to the pin prediction is 360 total yards for your baltimore ravens jimbo <coughs> what is your prediction on the total yards yeah my total yards is 360 and a half yard <laughs> Glenn, what about yours Mine is 359 and one half yard. So, I mean, DK has got a, what if he, what if he ends up being right? Imagine 360 on the dot. That's the only way DK can win. Okay. So anything 359 or less, I win. Anything 360 and a half and more, Jimmy wins. So we've really, we've really. Look, you can't make it. You pay the price. Yep. You know what you get. That's for right. running and gunning. You know what I'm saying? Running and out there, just slaying out there, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. This is what you get. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait for this game. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, and make sure you guys, of course, participate. This is not just an intra show between us here. This mm-hmm. is for everyone. So all you got to do to participate in the competition is take your answers to the over-unders and the close to the pin, all the, the questions we just laid out, and put submit them in in – you know, any of the social media handles see above Glenn's head in a private message, mm-hmm. or of course you can submit it in the comment section of YouTube, not the chat section. Do not edit it. If you're going to change it, please just delete your original and add a new one. Uh, all that like being it. said, looking forward to this game. You guys have a, Oh, we have one more thing. Okay. Don C said, I love Flacco, but isn't it cool to not hear the questions every week? Is he elite? We are lucky to have Lamar and not even questioning him being elite. Yes. Thank you. People People forget so quickly how mm-hmm. awesome it is or how terrible it is when you not have a guy as electric as Lamar Jackson. 
No doubt. Thank you. James Lee Wiley says Raven will be. I think um, Will Embarrass is what this was. Chargers. Will Embarrass the Chargers and Coast Staley cost, cost Staley his job. Ravens mm -hmm. by 20. Like it. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, oh, Brandon. Billy, Billy Belichick's going to end up out in, uh, out in SoCal getting himself some, some, some rays out there on the beach, man. He would hate LA. Oh, he would hate LA. Yeah. No, he would hate it. Like yeah, when I say would. he would hate it, he would absolutely hate it. That's not his type <laughs> of, uh, atmosphere. Not his like. vibe at all. Yeah, no. yeah, no, no. He, 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 yeah, he's a troll. I mean, a literal, like, he belongs, he lives in a mountain. That's where he would love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's not a guy for the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. <laughs> that I think is safe to say. No. Uh, but yeah, that's it for us tonight, guys. Don't forget, we will be back after the game. So, yes, it's late. But and if you we'll want to come here. celebrate with us, we'll That's be right. here live. Or if you want to come complain if things don't go well, which they right. won't. Miserate. They're going to go great. But if they do, we'll be here as well for that. We don't duck post-game shows like some people do when their team loses. We show up win or loss. We ain't scared. That's right. So we be here or be square. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great night. Ha-ha!